Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today.
Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. That was Omnifarium from Puerto Rico. The song was called The Outsiders. It's off their new EP, The Summoning, which will be out November 18th, available everywhere digitally. Check it out. This band was suggested to me by a listener, Vic Villanueva. Thank you for reaching out. Thank you for letting me know about other awesome bands in Puerto Rico. There's been a few that I've been playing on here lately. Fulminator, Out of Hand, Omnifarium now. Keep them coming. Let me know what else is happening. This band features the drummer from Fit for an Autopsy, so hopefully they'll get out there and get some recognition. If I can do a little bit to help with that, I certainly will. So uh, check them out. Um, lots of cool stuff coming from that little tiny island. It's heavy. It's hard. It's what you want. And that type of interaction, people reaching out to me, telling me what they think is good. That's what I want. So keep them coming. Any suggestions are always welcome. I'm never going to get to the bottom of the well that is the music that I love because it's too expansive, too deep, too wide, too ugly. But I always appreciate when I can find a new nook and cranny to investigate, to check out. And Puerto Rico seems to be a hot spot right now. Speaking of hot spots, you ever have a dog that it's just a spot a lot? Neither have I. That's gross. Get rid of your dogs. Anyway, I was tempted to just start this episode with Guns N' Roses November Rain and then just leave it that way for the whole thing. Just Guns N' Roses November Rain on repeat time after time. I'd listen to that episode. I'm sure you would too. Why wouldn't you? November Rain rules. Anyway, this interview is with John Bush of Armored Saint. You might know him from other bands, namely Anthrax, one of the greatest ever. Now, that's how I first was introduced to him, and I'll get into that in a little bit, but that's what's happening on this episode. Me and John Bush having a chat about their upcoming tour, current tour, with Wasp. But first, Hot Zone. Check it! Make family out of friends! Make friends out of enemies! Peace to my family! Make friends till they bury me! All the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? I said all the places we've been! We're never sitting it out! We be getting it in! Where you getting it out? Get Real quick, Philadelphia sports update. As of Friday morning, November 4th, the Phillies are down one game in the World Series. The Sixers lost James Harden for a month, and Bede's been out for like three games in a row with a non-COVID illness, whatever that means. Tyrese Maxey is on the ascent, and the Eagles have remained undefeated at 8-0. It's still all good, but things are starting to look a little concerning, a little bleak in some aspects. I don't know about the World Series. I don't know how you feel when you're down one game, but then the other team only has to win one more. So baseball people, you decide how we feel about that. Um, The Sixers, they'll be fine in the end. And the Eagles, still killing it. I mean, I know it was the Texans, but whatever. Every win matters. And we look at the rest of that schedule, it looks like there's quite a few more wins. Probably probably one stupid loss in there. I thought last night might have been it. But uh, I'm thinking maybe that Titans game, maybe the Packers, one of those Giants games, possibly the Cowboys because they won't be playing anybody that matters by then. But anyway, that's it. That's sports talk for this one. Actually, that's not it for sports talk on this one because John Bush and I talk a little bit about sports, talk a little bit about NBA, which is, you know, like perfect for me. This is one of my favorite singers of all time. No exaggeration. One of my favorite voices, and I think he deserves to be in the conversation for the best metal vocalist ever. Yes, I'm dead serious. Those uh, Anthrax records he was part of, specifically The Sound of White Noise, 
really specifically, the songs only and room for one more. Even more specifically, certain lines within those songs that run through my head every day, if not go out my mouth. Lines like this. Everything is perfect? Yeah, I say that all the time. Usually it's sarcastically in my head. Everything is Anytime a coworker says, how you doing? Everything is Anytime the kids are being brats and I gotta talk myself out of strangling them. Everything is Whenever the Sixers lose to the Celtics. Everything is I think you get my point. And the next line, everything is sick? That's it? What a way to start a song. Anyway, John Bush has been in my head for a long time, since I was a little kid in the early 90s, and I'm happy about that. And I'm happy he's still out there doing things. Maybe not with Anthrax anymore, but he is doing stuff with Armored Saint. They put out an album two years ago called Punching the Sky, which is worth your time. I guarantee you, if you haven't heard this record and you liked anything from that era of Anthrax, his era of Anthrax, or Armored Saint at all, uh, you need to check out Punching the Sky. I'll play you a track for that later. But I need to talk about these lyrics and the way they live in my head one more time. Because as you may have predicted, there's always room for one more. When there's donuts at work, and I've already had one. When the night should be over, but hey, there's plenty more beer. When there's already too many people in my personal space, but I can't lash out. So I say in my head, in a familiar tone. When I find myself back in front of that box of donuts. I think you get my point. And let's get to the conversation with John Bush. But first, I want to play you the excellent track off of Punching the Sky. This one's called End of the Attention Span.
Armored Saint, you're about to go out on tour, and you're going out on tour for as a direct support slot for Wasp, who are celebrating their 40th year as a band. But isn't Armored Saint kind of doing the same thing? Pretty much. I mean, you know, I don't know if there was an actual specific date that we could connect it to. Um, I always, when we started doing shows in 1982, however, um, you know, I really don't, you know, Joey uh, wasn't there for like the first, like, I don't know, eight or nine shows, and then then he joined. So I kind of think of that as like, that was really when it started. So that was in May of 82. And then I also sometimes think that like, it really doesn't begin until the first actual record was out. And that was our EP and that came out in 83. So, you know, whatever, I don't know. I know my, I know my wedding anniversary, you know, and I am very uh, knowledgeable about that. But um, as far as the band goes, I don't know if you could, like I said, you could kind of narrow it down to a date or, uh, yeah, I say 82, 83 is, is pretty safe. And if it's 82, then we're right at 40 years. <laughs> well, if it's 83, you're close enough, too. And I'd say the more important date is that wedding anniversary anyway. My wife and I made, did a trick with ours and got married the day after Valentine's Day. So it kind of combines things. Okay. It makes it makes it real easy. Yeah. That makes it much easier, ex- except for getting a d- dinner reservation. That's that's the only problem. That's true. Yeah, that's when all the, you know, Valentine's, I always say, that's, uh, that's when all the rookies go. Out, you know? <laughs> yeah. so, so your best bet is just do it the next day. You can probably find a nice restaurant with no there. That's right. That's right. That's the deal. There you go. <laughs> but uh, but anyway, I just uh, real quick because you're going out with Wasp, I wanted to ask you what what your first exposure to Wasp was. Oh, I, I have a distinct memory of that. I saw them at the Troubadours. Uh, you know, there certainly was a big buzz on Wasp, and and we went as uh, you know as a band, probably most of us. And you know, there we were watching you know them come on to uh, the song on your knees and. You know, Blackie eventually throwing meat in the crowd, which is, you know, something they did those in those days. I don't know if he's still going to do that, but, um, it was crazy. And we're like, what that? And then there's, you know, a couple of scandally clad, you know, women on these weird kind of, uh, boxes. And they were, it was, it was crazy. It was like, what are we watching here? And, uh, it was awesome. It was killer. And, you know, uh, he had like chains with, with Chris Holmes and Randy Piper, who were the guitarists, of course, at that time, like with the chains around their neck and he's holding them as they're kind of starting this intro and then they get, you know, they get dislodged from the chain or something and then they just fall you know, <laughs> into the first. It was, it was amazing. It was awesome. So, That's awesome. You know, I'm really excited to see Wasp and, you know, I know Chris isn't there and I'm bummed about that because we just know him for years and years. Um, you know, obviously, you know, I know the way interdynamics work with bands, and that's the way it is. But um, I'm sure it's going to be killer, and I'm really excited about them. And 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 I'm I'm hoping they're just going to just tear it up because I well, I want the tour to be great. Well, it seems like you're not having any trouble selling tickets. Looking at the the uh, the dates for this, there's already quite a few sold out dates, and this is near, nearly a two month long tour, which uh, seems pretty long these days. Yeah, it's six weeks, and that is pretty long. I'm hoping I you know. I keep my sanity, um, and, but you know it's and, and the shows are doing really well. I mean, for the most part, we've had uh, just really strong attendance throughout, and, and since LF, as you said, um, I think it's, it's, it's a, a lot based on the fact that WAP really hasn't toured in years, mm-hmm. and um, America, and, and there's actually a lot of places that think, even though we've toured, we have definitely toured over the over the last you know five to eight years in America. 
there's places that we still haven't played in a long time. So yeah. um, I think there's a real big buzz about about things that we haven't seen in a while. I mean, obviously, I know there, there's two different philosophies of touring. One is you tour and tour, and your fan base builds. Or, you know, you, there's the, the flip side of, like, it's been a long time since I've seen these bands, and I'm really, you know, they're not over exposed and I can't wait to see them. So and that's yeah. kind of how this one's going. So um and I think it's working working for us. Yeah, whatever gets people there. I'm sure it's a combination of things like you said. But you, you mentioned that uh, Armored Saint has toured in the last five to eight years, but you haven't toured much if at all since the release of Punching the Sky, correct? Well we know we haven't. We we, we haven't done anything. We haven't done one show. We did the live stream that we did shortly after the record was released or right before it. And then that's the only thing we've done. So everyone's excited, you know, we, we love that record and we think it's really strong and um and you know, we haven't played any of those songs live. So we're excited about playing some of those new songs live. They're gonna sound great. You know, I think combined with some of our classic old Saint songs, uh, including like Wind Hands Down, which I think was an awesome record and yeah. sounds you know, that song was great live. It's almost like an instant classic and um that combined with, you know, you know, can you deliver and you know, some some I don't want to talk too much about the set because I like to keep it a secret and I also like to kind of change the set around every night. Not every night, but mm-hmm. you know, I like to mix it up a bit. Um so I think it's you know, the combination of something, you know, old school as well as, you know, making sure that people realize that we're very current and you know, we love our last record and the songs that we wrote, that, that it's gonna just be a great set. You know what I really like appreciate and like about Armored Saint is that when you listen to say the tracks off of March of the Saint or Punching the Sky, like it's they almost they, they fit so well together. Like the sound is so is it's so connected. That's nearly a forty year difference. Not quite, thirty five, whatever. But it's impressive. It's impressive how fresh it still all sounds. Yeah, and that's not easy to do. I mean, you you want to. It's a real challenge, I think, for bands and, and peers of ours that you know you want to make music that sounds current when you're making it because you you don't want to just say everything we do sounds like 1986. You know, like I, I think that nobody wants to feel that because you you know as much as I look back on our history fondly. Um, and trust me, I'm extremely grateful for it. The fact is, is you want to continue to grow as a musician. I mean, you have to. Uh, and, and if you don't, then you just fail. Um, and I think that's the key. So it's, it's about always evolving. It's staying true to the sound of the band. And I think we've done that incredibly well. And, um, it'll be fun to hear these songs, you know, with other songs from our era, you know, Symbol and Salvation as well. And, um, you know, it'll it'll be cool to see how they kind of they vibe together, and I, I'm I'm really excited and looking forward to that. Yeah, well, I, speaking of Symbol Salvation, you released that live record just about a year ago. It's it's funny. About a year ago today, you released Symbol Salvation. About a year before that, like all right in this, and within a week, was Punching the Sky. So you kind of got two <laughs> things to promote, as well as what we could call a 40 year anniversary. So it seems like like it's long overdue for an Armored Saint tour. I, I imagine there's got to be quite a bit of an excitement, but, but what are you most looking forward to about getting out there and playing? Um, I guess it's playing, you know, playing songs live, uh, like I said, playing some of these new songs live, playing to fans who I think are really excited and eager to see both both groups um, that both came out at the same time, roughly, in L.A. in 1983 and um, made records and, and did a tour together, um, you know, including Metallica back in 85. Mm-hmm. Um, I think there's a real general excitement about this tour, um, and, and I that makes me excited. I love performing, you know, of course, I love singing. Um, you know, the days of, like, 
getting wasted and hammered. And, and I, you know, I look back on that and I had a lot of fun, but um, you know, it's just not really where I'm at anymore. Um, it's kind of hard at my age to, to go out there and sing Rain of Fire after like drinking all night. Um, it's, just, <laughs> it's hard enough to do it without that. Right. Uh, and, you know, it's all about just performing and, and sounding strong and singing well and, and having great shows and, um, you know, it, it, it might be a little bit boring after the show. I probably would try to, you know, find some NBA games to watch on, on the satellite and hopefully get in some, some good reading. But, um, you know, I just, I, it, it, the days of raging is, is really just not part of my life anymore, which is good because in the end, the shows will be better because of it. So it's all about just performing and having a good show. I'm trying to stay healthy. You know, obviously, um, <laughs> needless to say, a lot of bands didn't tour for a while because that thing was going around, um, called COVID. And, um, you know, it's, and, and it's still kind of lingering about depending, you know, but uh, you, you know, I think people are trying to get back out and, and, and see shows and have fun and, um, you know, I just want to stay healthy and, you know, try to stay away from illness. And, and if it happens, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll build. And, 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 you know, because I already have that mindset of like, hey, because um, I get, I, you know, as a singer. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. And I'm sure I can speak for a lot of singers and in, in, you know, peers of mine that you know, nobody wants to like, you know, get ill because it really dra is a drag to perform like that, especially as a vocalist. And, um, but if it happens, you just, you just make some adjustments and, um, and you keep on going. And that's the way it is. Well, yeah, you seem like you have the, the right mindset. And I got to tell you, you almost, you might have just taken this thing wildly off track because you mentioned the NBA and I'm a big NBA fan and the season, okay. the season just started two days ago. What's your yes, team? Uh, well, you're from you're calling me from York, right? Close. I'm in Lancaster, but yeah. yeah. So, so you're probably a Sixers fan. You're I'm damn right. Zooming. You're absolutely okay, right. They, they just they just lost to my team, the Celtics. Oh I know no! I'm born raised in LA. <laughs> I'm born and raised in LA, and everyone's like, "Why are you?" What the hell, man? The, the worst yeah, possible answer. We have a good rivalry here. It's a good rivalry. The Sixers are awesome. It's not a good rivalry. The Celtics always win. What's that? I said it's not a good rivalry because the Celtics always win. Well, you know, Boston <laughs> had a great year for the year last year, but they couldn't, you know, finish it off. And now, you know, Embiid and Smart got tangled up in a in a little, in yeah, a little yeah. thing under the basket, so that'll add to the drama of it. So it's good. 
good for that. You know what's funny is I went to one game last year, and it was Sixers-Celtics at Wells Fargo Center, and the Sixers beat the hell out of the Celtics. It was a total blowout. It was one of those games that it's boring to be at. And then by the end, the Celtics are in the championship. The Sixers are blow up, blew it out or blew it up again in the playoffs, and, and now they get wasted on the opening night. But anyway, yeah, that's I could go on forever about this. <laughs> well, yeah, it's tough. I mean, I think great players, obviously, Harden and Embiid, you know, of course, and Tobias are some great players as well. And, um, yeah, I'm a big basketball fan, and, you know, I... I I, I can't really follow it the way I used to, and I don't have the, the same kind of passion that I used to, like, certainly in the 80s mm-hmm. uh, when I was like diehard. But because uh, now I'm, I'm kind of following my kids, and they play sports. My son plays hockey, and and, and I'm like enthralled in, in his world, and, and and that's a crazy world, youth hockey. And I try to kind of keep my sanity there because I see a lot of insane parents. So like, <laughs> it, I'm generally just trying to like keep calm when I watch my kid play and that's kind of like infiltrated the way I see, you know, professional sports. Like I am a big Dodgers fan and you know, they obviously had this huge letdown after this amazing season and, you know, there's people that are probably like taking barbiturates to try to deal with it and you know, maybe you know, some <laughs> contemplating suicide. I hope not. But like those days, I just, I can't make that investment anymore in it because I don't have any power in it. Like <laughs> right, for right. me, I just kind of watch it for entertainment and, um, and I, and I love that part, but like, I can't like have it affect my life because and I know I'm, I know I'm not speaking for a lot of sports fans. Come on, like Philly is a diehard city. The Phillies are in the, in the playoffs doing amazing. And the Eagles, I know people like, you know, that's religious. For, Six and oh, baby. People, and they're doing great. But like, and I get it. And I love that fan uh, enthusiasm because it kind of is the same as, as, as it is in metal. Um, I'm just saying for me, I just, I, I try to look at it as entertainment at this point and not, you know, let it affect my emotional well-being if a team loses. <laughs> yeah, no, no, I, I agree with you, and I, I've I've really adopted that over the years. You know what it took for me? It took for me the Eagles winning the Super Bowl, and then I was like, all right, I don't need anything else now. And now everything else just wow, seems cool. everything else is just like, all right, whatever. It's just a regular season game. They'll get to the playoffs. Blah blah blah. But but speaking of, you mentioned your your kids being in sports. I guess hockey's probably ramping up right now. But so you and I know you work with your wife, and with you guys have a casting company. You mentioned that before publicly. So leaving for two months, that's got to be. Uh, Oh, that's a that's a lot to leave behind, right? It is really hard. I mean, I struggled uh, with, with leaving for a long time, and people talked about that in, in conjunction with my with my career in music, and um, it was hard. You know, I really I struggled in early days of my kids. You know, when they were young, um, because the one thing I always say is you can't get time back, and that's the that's the quandary because. You also can't get time back as a performer. As time goes on, you age and it gets harder to, you know, to perform. And, you know, I love performing. And, um, I mean, if, you know, my ideal situation would be to play a show at night and fly home and wake up in the morning and, and, and make my kids breakfast and then go do a show. Of course, that is not reality. Um, it might be for some people, but <laughs> not yours. <laughs> um, not certainly not mine at this level, but, um, yeah, um, you know, uh, my wife, you know, she, we kind of like have a tag team the way, uh, approach to the way we kind of deal with our kids and, and, and our businesses. And, um, so it's, and I, you know, she'll probably have a little bit of a different demeanor in this upcoming six weeks <laughs> while I'm gone. Um, 
but um, she, she also knows it's important for me to, to go out and, and be a musician and a singer, and it's just something I love, of course, without, you know, it goes without saying. So, um, and my kids are older. I mean, my daughter's going to be 18 years old in a week. So wow. It's crazy. It's, yeah. So, like, I, I'm proud of the decisions that I made. Of course, you know, I don't think my band has always been too happy about me not wanting to necessarily tour in the past as much as I have, but... Hey, you know, I, I just try to be true to myself as much as I can and, you know, be considerate of others as well. So, um, in the end, you know, we're doing this tour. It's going to be real fun and, um, hopefully we'll kill it. And then at the end of this, you know, I'll chill and, uh, we have a vacation planned in December and, you know, I'll feel like, Hey, that was rewarded. And that's kind of how I'm looking at it. Yeah. You seem to have such a uh, clear uh, expectations and realistic. And I, I like the way you speak about it. I guess that probably come, a lot of that co- probably comes with just years in the business. Um, do you find at all, do you find being an armored saint now more enjoyable or um, easier? Well, you know, I, for me, it's, it's, it's all about being humble. You know, <laughs> um, I, that's kind of how I approach life and, um, it's the same way um, I've been looking at these things for years. I mean, don't get me wrong, being wide-eyed and, and you know, everything new when you're 20 years old. I mean, I would say that it's first tour uh, ever when we were all 21 years old opening up for Quiet Riot and White Snake doing arenas. And, like, I mean, here they support act, of course, but, like, that was our first tour. And we're just like, wow. <laughs> pretty awesome. So I mean, we were super fortunate to, to be able to experience that so young, and um, and and start really young, um, and then you know the business, uh, you know, our we had these really high expectations, uh, you know, internally and 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 with labels and stuff, and it didn't quite pan out the way you know we had hoped. Um, you know, we were hoping that we were being we would be still you know touring and playing the Wells Fargo Center in Philly and headlining it, you know, yeah. 40 years later. But that just is not reality. Um, you can sit and grumble about the way your career goes, or you can go, wow, what a great longevity we've had through the years. And that's kind of how I approach it. Um, you know, I don't really get caught up too much in numbers um, because it's just, it'll probably end up being disappointing if I think of it like that. So I, <clears throat> I just am grateful for all the records I've made and for all the touring and, and shows I've done. And, um, I'm still able to do it, and that's kind of how I see it. And if it didn't, you know, we didn't turn out to be as big of a band. To me, it's okay. I just, I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for all the killer experiences that I've had. So I can't speak for everybody. You know, everybody has their own take on it. Um, that's just the way I approach it. And and by bringing expectation levels down. Um, for me, it's been helpful because then everything is gravy, you know, and everything sure. uh, above that is awesome. So um, having these kind of lofty expectations and then not meeting them, to me, is kind of like having this eternal disappointment. Mm-hmm. And I just don't, I don't, I don't really look at life like that at all. And 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 beyond just my music career, I just can't look at life like that. I, I keep I keep expectations low. I'm not, you know, I'm not. I'm not I'm not saying I don't always have the expectations. Of course, I'm a human, and I'm not like any, I'm just like anybody else. But but I think that the approach to uh, the music business is one where it's taught me to kind of just be reserved, and then anything that happens on a on a positive level, then you're just embracing it, and that's just the way I look at it. Yeah, that's great. That's a great insight to have, and obviously, it's been it's doing you favors. But it's like from from an outsider, I can't imagine like I can't imagine what it would take to have a hit rock song 
on rock radio right now, right? And I feel like that's the only way you get to these these massive uh, levels, whatever that means. Um, but that, but then I hear like a song like "End of the Attention Span," just like a great rock and roll metal song, and it's like, what the hell does it take to make one of these songs? Like this seems like the formula, and it's it's still elusive of that hit. Do you even consider the possibility of writing a song like that at this point with Armored Saint? Well, I think uh, a lot of it is like I, I can't I can't uh, say I know exactly what the scenario is because I sometimes am pretty removed from the music business. I have no idea what it would be like to start a band at this point. That would be like insane for me. I think that sometimes when you have hits, that kind of works for you or it could work against you. And so, like, as much as a radio programmer somewhere in York, Pennsylvania, hears an Armored Saints song and says, that's really amazing, actually. Um, I just don't know if they could actually squeeze it into what's currently being played, especially with more modern music and modern bands. Right. That's the struggle. Um, it doesn't really dictate how we approach the right songs because I think it, it, the goal is, to, like I said before, you want to write stuff that sounds current but still it sounds true to you know your original sound, and that's the that's the, the the dilemma for people. And to make that work is is not easy to do. A lot of my peers have done that really well, and, mm-hmm. and I think Saint does extremely well uh, on, on top of that. But you know. Whatever way we get some kind of exposure, whether it's through YouTube or you know some bands, be, you know, some of our music being played on the radio or through you know XM Sirius, you know, I'm just happy. You know, of course, would I like to have like a modern rock song all over you know normal rock radio? Of course. And do I think that a song like End of the Attention Span could be that? Yeah, I do. But you know, if it to to make that kind of breakthrough. I understand that, you know, the logistics that go into that. And, you know, look, rock radio these days is it, it's so corporate, it's insane. It's more yeah. corporate than ever. And it was corporate in the 80s, okay? But, I mean, it's corporate, man, because there's people that own, like, you know, numerous stations, and they just program it. They don't, like, they're not, you know, people don't take that many risks when it comes to, like, rock radio. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm, I'm just being honest. You know, it'll, it's, they, they play it fairly safe is the way I see it. I mean, look, I love XM and Sirius, and, you know, I'm super grateful for the stuff they've done for me, but I even sometimes think they're too conservative in the way they play <laughs> You know, and I mean, like, they have deep tracks on Sirius. It's like, get deep, man. Like, really go. You know, like, really getting deep. If you're playing, like, you know, like Misty Mountain Hop on Deep Track, that is not deep, man. Come on, that's not. <laughs> like so like I, the second single, yeah. Yeah, and I mean, like if you're in a satellite radio, you can, you know, you can push the boundaries. I think so. I, I would like to see people even get more broad uh, in those in those kind of forums. But um, hey, you know, whatever. That's you know, we live in a weird kind of corporate world where I think a lot of things are dictated by big business and more than ever. And um, when that happens, there's, there's probably not going to be a lot of adventure, unfortunately. So, um, and we need, you know, as a band who's been around 40 years who are trying to convince people that we're a current sounding group, um, we probably need that person who has that adventure kind of state of mind to help us through that. So, and, and, you know, like I said, I'm not, I'm not, 
I'm not bitter or anything like that. I, I, I'm grateful for whatever comes my way at this point. So, um, and, and you know, it's crazy. Like you, we made four videos on our last album and, and our videos were spectacular. Like if we made those same videos in 1985, we would have spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. But the beauty of technology has enabled us to make these really cool videos for way less money. Mm -hmm. so there's big pluses of what's happening now too. So let me make, make a, a note of that and, and let you know that I, I see there's some positives too to 2022 existing. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think you guys seem to be thriving from my perspective and uh, I love seeing it. I, uh, good luck on the tour out there. Uh, Punching the Sky came out two years ago, but it's a great record for those who haven't called up to it yet. Um, and I'm sure you guys are going to kill it in each state. Pleasure to talk to you, John.
So there you have it. That was my conversation with the legendary John Bush. And the song you just heard was the classic track, Can You Deliver, off of the debut album from Armored Saint. March of the Saint released way back in 1984. My birth year. I bet it came out before I was born. Willing to bet that's true. Pretty good chance, being that I was born in November, which means, hey, we're in my birthday month for now. It's only my birthday month for the next two years, and then I'm moving it to May. This is a fair warning to everybody. I've talked about it all over the place over the last few years, so nobody can be surprised when uh, in, the, in, in the next couple years, my birthday moves. You're allowed to do that, by the way. There's nobody that says you can't, and if they do, they're just trying to hold you down. Don't let them do that to you. Move your birthday. You're allowed to. You just can't move it backwards. That's the thing. It's got to be forward. you got to become older. You can't get younger. You can only do it while you get older. If you want to get younger, I guess you can, but it's not going to work out for you. I'm telling you that right now. What else am I going to tell you to do right now? I'm going to tell you to go on over to gettingitout.net. Check out what we got going on. New releases for the week are up. Posted this morning. Hey, I just wish every band would post every record on Bandcamp so I could make these posts easier. A lot of times I exclude stuff simply because there isn't a Bandcamp link and I can't embed a player. I don't want to put a YouTube video in there. It's big and cumbersome. Is that the word I'm looking for? It's just big and in the way. It's like an eyesore in the middle of the, the middle of the list. It makes it seem like something is more important than something else, and I'd rather just have it not be there than uh, than take up so much space. I want everything on an equal communist playing field on this week's new release posts. So maybe maybe you'll see something that shouldn't, or maybe you won't see something that should be on there, but that's usually the reason why. I also want to let you know that there's a new review up for Dead Cross 2, written by my man Rick. There's going to be an interview up there very shortly with Stan of Terminal Nation talking about his fest, Banging in the Rock, which happens in Little Rock this December. What else is happening? Plenty of things are happening. You'll have to go to the site to check it out and find out. Maybe there's some news about this band that I'm going to play for you. They're called Rhythm of Fear. I was actually having a conversation with Sean McClenn of New Noise Magazine, and he pointed out that Rhythm of Fear is very similar to Armored State, John Bush-era Anthrax, and I think he's exactly right. So I want to play you a song from their new album. They're heading out on tour as of yesterday. I believe, with I Am. They're promoting their new record, Fatal Horizons, which is out now on Monarch Heavy. This song is called Alien Synthesis. I hope you like it. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 